ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Uh, easiest way to do so is by email, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio here today with Father Tyler Matson. Hi, Father. And Dr. Chris. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Almost Happy New Year. Yeah, just about. You're probably very tired right now. <laughs> Actually, we're recording this a little bit early uh, because, well, let's see, I'm not in Sioux Falls right now, probably, unless my travel plans get completely blown up. Because of a sure. blizzard, I don't know. So we're recording this a little bit earlier, so you're probably very tired. I'm probably taking a nap right now. <clears throat> yeah. So um, Father Tyler and I are going to be talking about, uh, so tomorrow night is New Year's Eve. It's also the eve of the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. And we're, mm. we're going to be talking about how Mary, as the Mother of God, is not just a model, but I'd say the model for mm. evangelization. Yeah. So we're going to talk about in a little bit, but first, in case you haven't ever listened to Ignition before, um, maybe you're just tuning in for the first time, let's introduce ourselves a little bit. Father, tell us about sure. who you are. Yeah, well, my name is Father Tyler Matson, and I'm originally from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I uh, was ordained a priest in 2017 for this diocese and uh, currently serve here in Sioux Falls, the Holy Spirit Parish, uh, starting my third year there. Uh, well, now it's probably... Three and a half, two and a half years at Holy Spirit, and then also help out as our chaplain at our Catholic Junior High here in town. Great, great. What's um, what's been uh, the greatest surprise about your priesthood? Two and a half oh, years in. Wow, well, I think I've been surprised by the variety of uh, just the things that you'll do in a day, mm. and it's amazing. It happens consistently where all of my day planned. And then one phone call, yep. and then the whole day is different. But there's something about that that's really life-giving, so it's been, that's it's great. been good. I thought you were going to say it, um, how kind the DASIS staff um, is, <laughs> but then I realized that won't be a surprise. That's not a surprise. So, I yeah. knew that going in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, I say that because I am on the DASIS staff, uh, Director uh-huh. of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization. <laughs> Again, Chris Bergwald is my name. Um, 2002, since I've been in that role since... 2002. Father, where were you in 2002? Oh, gosh. I was probably uh, probably leaving sixth grade or maybe oh starting gosh. junior high. See, this <laughs> maybe is made, just a bad I made it to middle school. I, I, commented to somebody, <laughs> I commented to somebody recently, I know that I'm getting old because I used to complain about the generation ahead of me. Uh, so I'm a Gen Xer. So I used to complain about the boomers yeah. and what they left for us. And thanks a lot. Uh-huh. But now I'm complaining more about you millennials. So, <laughs> yep. so yep. clearly I'm getting old because now I'm complaining about the young, there is a younger generation that Those I can complain people. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. Um, no respect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, been, um, so that's what I do. Who am I? I am uh, Jermaine's husband since 1999. So for 20 plus years now. And we have five kids. So I'm dad as well. And then son brother, blah, 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 all that good stuff. <laughs> um, so Mary, 
the mother of God, mm-hmm. whose solemnity we are about to celebrate as New Year's comes upon us tomorrow. Um, Mary, mother of God, as a or the model for evangelization. Mm-hmm. Father, what do, you, what, do you, what do you got here with this topic? Yeah, well, I, you know, I was really excited about this. One, I just love talking about <clears throat> Mary. So, uh, but also... We have these different Marian solemnities throughout the year, you know, yep. the Assumption, Immaculate Conception, uh, the Annunciation. Yep. But I think sometimes Mary, Mother of God, can be minimized. And I think just it gets kind of dwarfed by New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it's like, okay, it's got to go to the vigil mass that I can sleep in the next day. And, <laughs> yes. not, you know, priests don't have that privilege. But uh, it's, such a, it's such a beautiful uh Mystery, Mary, the mother of God. And and as I was thinking about this and reflecting on it, I thought, what a gift that through Mary's yes, uh, when she became the mother of God, that she brought Jesus into the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's what's our mission as Catholics? Uh, it's, it's, it's to do that very same thing, to, in some sense, yep. uh, bring Christ into the world, uh, to bring him to those who maybe have never heard of him or maybe who have heard of him but uh, need that reminder of, of who he is. So so that's kind of what's what sparked this thought for me. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm glad, I'm excited to be talking about this and excited to hear um, the continuation mm-hmm. of what you just started with. Because I think when, when you think of an evangelist, mm-hmm. Um, you think of probably somebody more like well, like in, like Billy Graham right. among the evangelical Protestant evangelicals, mm-hmm. somebody who goes on stadium tours and mm-hmm. invites people to give their lives to Jesus, yeah. or maybe you think of somebody um, like uh, Saint Francis Xavier, yeah. who traveled from from Europe to India to the Far East to Asia mm-hmm. to Japan and and almost to China, baptizing tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. You, know, you think of people who do very quote unquote large big visible things yeah. and yet the model for evangelization is mm-hmm. in fact a teenage girl mm-hmm. um, who never built a school right. or a hospital right. um, who are the recorded words that we have are maybe uh, half a page mm-hmm. in length mm-hmm. Mary the mother of Jesus yeah yeah on that's and that's just so amazing because uh Sometimes, sometimes I think we we as Catholics can get an idea of Mary that makes her oh superhuman. Sure, uh, you know, sort of the the stereotypical. You know, we put her on a, on a pedestal, and for good reason. You know, so Mary, uh, of course, was conceived without sin. So even as a young girl, uh, she was she was sinless, and she always did the will of God. But yep. but let's not forget that that Mary was completely human. Yep. Totally human, just like you and I. Uh, no different from us in that sense. So which means she had the same issues, the same emotions, the same challenges that we do. Um, and yet, God was able to choose her. Again, she wasn't uh, a scholar. She wasn't a. Uh, public speaker, right? Uh, she wasn't like a queen, uh, but she was just this humble young woman uh, who was open. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in that moment, uh, you know, I think too, just to think about the scene of the Annunciation where the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and, and asks her, you know, can you, do you, would you like to be the mother of the Savior? Mm-hmm. You know, the Most High will overshadow you. Uh 
you know, that didn't happen in a vacuum that, that Mary was preparing for this her whole life in a mm-hmm. sense because she she loved God. Uh, and, and in her own Jewish tradition, see, she desired to serve him and to love him and, and, and to be a follower of God. So when she said yes, when she said, you know, let it be done to me according to your word, uh, that was coming from a place in her of, of, of deep love for God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you couldn't say yes to something like that uh, as a teenager unless you had an incredible <clears throat> love for God. So, um, so I, think, I think that's kind of the first aspect of it is, is you don't need to, to evangelize. You don't need um, to be a scholar or a great public speaker or to be in some place of importance right. or even to be given the opportunity to go you know, overseas and, and to preach Jesus. Uh, the first thing that you need is just an openness and love of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you yourself have encountered God and if you yourself uh, experiences love in your life, like, like I imagine Mary would have each day as she said her prayers, um, that's that's a starting point for evangelization. Is, is, this that, is this that love which then makes you open? Amen. Amen. So she has... Our, as, a, as a young as Jewish girl would have had those encounters, those experiences mm-hmm. with God, which uh, prepare the way mm-hmm. for her to literally give birth to the world into the word, birth to the word into the world, right? which is what all of us are called to do as evangelists. Yeah. Yeah. And just even to think about uh, the mystery of Mary when she was pregnant with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So this idea of Mary, Mother of God, uh, Dr. Chris could speak about this much more accurately than I could, but, you know, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of controversy in the early church over that title of Mary, Mother of God, of of what that could mean. Um, The church ultimately affirmed it and said, yes, Mary is the Mother of God, uh, mostly to affirm something about Jesus, that Jesus is the God-man. Yep. So Mary, who is pregnant with Jesus, is pregnant with the God-man, and in that sense can be called uh, the mother of God. But, uh, you know, Mary is also a creature. So I I just love thinking about this because in one sense, you know, Mary is contained by God, like Mm -hmm, all of us are, mm -hmm. um, in in God's love and his presence. Uh, But also when she's the mother of God uh, in a very real way, she contains God, right? You know, and right. and, and uh, there there was a uh, in the early church. Some of the church fathers, as they were talking about this this mystery, they used this phrase to describe Mary, and they, they said that she was wider than heaven, wider yeah. than heaven. Well, you know, not that she was overweight, but that she, <laughs> but that she, but that because of because of her, yes, she contained God right. uh, in her, and in, in that sense, so in a sense, Mary became wider than heaven. So the point that I'm making is that you know she starts very ordinary, um, but then because of of the love that she has, something absolutely extraordinary happens to her, something that couldn't have even been imagined before mm-hmm. that point. But suddenly she becomes the God bearer, the the Theotokos, the the mother of God, mm-hmm. uh, in in her yes, yeah. So um, and and she d- does that freely mm-hmm. too. Yes, th- that she she enters into this reality, or that this happens to her, that that God, uh, in a sense, invi- invites her to it, but gives her the freedom to say no. Right, right. So he relied on her freedom right you know and and that's so so uh mind-boggling because 
he does the same for us mm. is that every single day he relies on our own freedom and and he makes the offer he makes the proposal to us each day um just like he did to mary you know will you be my disciple today will you will you choose to love me today um and and he leaves it to us to yep. decide yep he, he leaves it to us to decide I, yeah i i think about um somebody's i didn't I didn't uh, come up with this, but it was as if at the Annunciation, um, all of creation was holding its breath to see right. what this daughter of Eve, mm-hmm. what this what this woman, mm-hmm. this girl mm-hmm. would do. Would she say yes? Right. Or would she fail like her ancestor Eve, as mm-hmm. Adam and Eve did? Mm-hmm. And yet when she said when she said fiat, let it be done unto me according to thy word, heaven rejoices. Mm-hmm. Just as heaven rejoices when you and I make our yeses, little though they may be, not quite as significant probably as <laughs> right. uh, as as the moment of the incarnation, and yet important nonetheless. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 part of that too is is when we make our our decision, our choice, and our own freedom to say yes to God each day. Uh, that's not insignificant, you know. If, if we're doing that out of out of a love for God. Mm-hmm. Um, then that, in a very real way, brings God into the world. Amen. Um, and that's kind of the next point of of what it would mean to see Mary, the mother of God, as as this model for evangelization. Amen. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast of the New Evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwell talking today with Father Tyler Matson about how Mary, the mother of God, and it's the feast, the solemnity we're about to celebrate tomorrow night on New Year's Eve, um, how she is the model for evangelization. So that's, that's what we're going to get into a little bit more here now. So what, what's the next point, Father, that sure. you'd like to make? Sure. Well, you know, I just want to, I just kind of want to talk about this scene in the Gospels uh, where Jesus is is speaking and uh, he's interrupted by somebody who says, hey, you know, your, your mom and, and your brethren are, are waiting for you outside. Mm. Um, and, and Jesus does this thing where he kind of turns to the people who are following him to his disciples, uh, and he says, "Here are my mother and my brethren. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother." Mm. Um, and and just just to kind of like stop and think about that for a second. So, uh, you know, Jesus is not sliding Mary uh, yep. in that yep. scene. You know, he's uh, well, who who's done the will of the Father more than Mary, right? right? So she has that rightful place. But what I think is so beautiful, and maybe we can even meditate on this for this coming solemnity, is Jesus is telling us, if we do the will of our Father, we can be his mother, you know? We can be the mother of Jesus. We can be the mother of God. Uh, And that might sound strange to say, uh, it may be even strange to hear from the from the voice of a man to say you can be the mother of Jesus. Uh, but I think if you think about what he's getting at, if you do the will of the Father, which is what Mary did when she conceived Christ, she did the will of the Father. She said yes. Uh, when we do that ourselves, uh, in a very real sense, Christ can come into the world. You know, mm-hmm. Christ lives in us. Um, and let's say that I choose to love somebody else i've said yes to that to that uh prompting by the holy spirit to do the will of the father and i choose to love um then suddenly as i'm loving other people again christ is coming into the world you know he says where two or three are gathered in my name i am there in their midst Mm -hmm. so if we're loving each other in christ's name then in a very real way uh jesus is coming into the world uh and in those moments 
we really are mothering Jesus. Right. Uh, we're, we're, in a sense, birthing him uh, just by being a Christian. Right, right. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're making him present, b- birthing him because we're making him present in the world, mm-hmm. in this moment, in this place mm-hmm. where, in a way, he wasn't before. Right, right. And I think uh, a beautiful image of that, of that same reality is the the scene of the visitation mm-hmm. when Mary, right after she becomes pregnant, goes and visits her, her cousin Elizabeth. Uh, and she just shows up and something happens in Elizabeth, right? John the Baptist in her womb leaps for joy and, and uh, Elizabeth exclaims, you know, blessed uh, are you among women. Uh, this, this, this happens. Why? Because Mary is, is the mother of God. She's bringing Jesus with her very presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't always think about evangelization in this way, uh, but if I want to evangelize somebody, if I want to share the good news of Jesus to somebody, what better way to do that than by bringing them Jesus, <laughs> you know, right, right. Uh, by bringing them the good news himself. Right. And uh, simply by, by doing the will of the Father, mm-hmm. by choosing to love, um, by allowing Christ to live in me, uh, when I go to somebody else um, and I'm able to love them as a Christian, as Christ commands me to love, uh, then I am really, not just symbolically, but really bringing them the presence of Christ. Uh, and that has the power to to really change people. Right. And that's, that's what we're called to do is um, not just tell, to be an evangelist to me means not only to tell people about Jesus, to, mm-hmm. but to foster an encounter with him themselves or that, yeah. that we might foster for them mm-hmm. an encounter with him mm-hmm. so that through the through yes through the words that I speak that they might somehow through those words actually encounter him and not just learn more about him yeah and some of my favorite favorite stories I hear in the parish are when, when somebody comes to the parish uh, let's say for RCA and you ask them well what's, what's making you want to become Catholic and they'll say oh well, I work with so-and-so who's a parishioner here, and I've just been struck by them. And over time, working with them, I've decided that I want to become Catholic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, that, to me, is just so amazing because that means the people of God are just wherever they're working, the hospital, you know, the, the, their business, they're just living this reality of, of Christianity in such a real way, like Mary did, uh, that they're, again— mothering Jesus in yep. their work. Yep. Uh, and because of that, maybe they speak words or maybe it's just the way that they act. Uh, people are noticing it Amen. and are being evangelized by it. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Father, we've got about, oh, just about nine minutes left, eight, mm-hmm. nine minutes left. What other thoughts, what other keys do you want to point out, insights into how Mary, as the mother of God, is the model for evangelization? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think... Uh, Again, just to kind of go back to the scene in Nazareth where Mary, this young teenage girl, is given this opportunity uh, to to say yes. Uh, she, God came to her. Jesus came to her. She became the mother of God mm-hmm. in the place where she was at. You know, mm. uh, it, it wasn't she didn't have to go anywhere. She didn't have to do anything. Uh, it was in her own house, uh, just 
the, the daily life that she was living. Um, that's where this opportunity came for her to be given this immense role and this immense privilege of being the mother of God. So I think for us, when we think about evangelization, uh, it's so easy for me to say, oh, I wish I could go to wherever that's somewhere different from where I live uh, and see, I wish I could like bring Jesus to this person. I wish I could go to China or to right, right. you know the Middle East <clears throat> and just bring the, the presence of Jesus. And uh, I think what Mary, the mother of God, shows us is actually uh, you can become an evangelist in Sioux Falls or in Brookings or wherever you are uh, right there. Again, how, how did Mary do this? By doing the will of God, by being open, by saying yes. Uh, so when I do that, no matter where I'm at, uh, that's where I can bring the presence of Jesus, uh, which has the power to change people. So I even think about my own role as the chaplain of our O'Gorman Junior High. Uh, there are moments where, you know, I'll see the kids genuinely loving each other, you know, mm. where there'll be an opportunity where I'll see somebody, one of the students encourage another student or uh, do an act of, of love for another student. And they don't know that I'm watching, but I kind of notice it. Uh, and those are the moments like, wow, like, Jesus is becoming present in this right. middle school. Right. Uh, not often a place we think about being a holy place. <laughs> <laughs> for those, but, but again, uh, you know, I see that and I'm evangelized by it. The other students are evangelized by it. The, te- the teachers are evangelized by it. Um, and they didn't have to go anywhere. It was just where they were going to school. That's where that can happen. I, I think there. Um, I often think of how of the the parable from the gospel, Jesus' parable of um, the workers in the vineyard, mm-hmm. and how the, the the landowner, the vineyard owner, went out through different hours of the day and invited them to you too come into the vineyard. So we're all called to go into the vineyard mm-hmm. um, and work our plot. But so often we imagine to the point that you're just making. But the plot that we're called to work, mm-hmm. the place where we're called to evangelize, boy, it might be like the other side of the world or yeah. something like that. Missionary territory. No, there's plenty of missionary territory in my heart. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of mission, mission territory. Well, not well. Um, I was going to say where I work, but not really literally. <laughs> Many of our workplaces are fertile ground for missionary yes. effort. Where yes. I shop, where mm-hmm. I recreate, you know, the gym mm-hmm. I go to, whatever. Those are the vineyards that we're called to. Those, the, that's my vineyard. It's it's yeah. not it's not in Saudi Arabia or mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Hy-Vee or right. Sunshine, right? Or 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 the school gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, like Mary in at home in Nazareth, that's mm-hmm. where she gave birth. That's where she made Jesus present. So too, that's we're called to make Jesus present simply in the ordinariness of our lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think and I think with that too, there can be there can be a sense that um, it's easier. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Sometimes it can be easier to. <clears throat> to look further away and it gets more difficult when you're closer to home. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, if, if I go on a mission trip, I can be really loving to those people. <laughs> yeah, but when I yeah. go home, I can be a real jerk. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's just the, that's just the honesty of it. And, and I, I think that's because some of the people who are close to us are the ones who are most difficult to love. Uh, but I think that's where Mary is such a beautiful witness to us as the mother of God. 
that she wasn't afraid to bring God to her hometown, to her family, uh, to uh, her home. And and again, we maybe don't always think about that as evangelization. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, all of us need to be reintroduced into the good news of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And those are those small moments of evangelization that, that we can do uh, even in our daily life to those who are closest to us. So uh, again, just in terms of applying to our own lives, anything else, maybe recapping something we said earlier or a new thought, we've just about three minutes left. How can Mary, again, she's a model for the model for mm-hmm. evangelization. The ordinariness of life is what we were just speaking to. What mm-hmm. else from what we've said? Sure. Okay. So maybe just, just one thing and I'm trying not to make this too long of a point, but it's a big point. Oh, just to think about, uh, just to think about for a second, the significance of Mary being the mother of God is that through her yes, God used her to bring salvation. Uh, and let's just like be let's just be clear: the end goal of evangelization is the salvation of souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this is serious business. Um, this is this is this is literally life saving, life changing business. Uh, so we think about Mary again, the humble, uh, ordinary teenage girl in Nazareth. She's able to be an instrument in this salvation. Mm. And I think uh, for us not to ever minimize our own participation in that same mystery, that same mission, uh, that, again, you're at hy you're you're kind to the checkout person, you, uh, you maybe will share a good word to them. Uh, yeah, never underestimate what that might be able to do for that person's salvation, for yes. your own salvation, for the people's salvation around you. Because uh, ultimately, what does God want to do? God wants to save us. Right, right. Now, yeah. today, through you and me. Mm-hmm. I, I, to, to the, I, I, I say to people, remind people, um, I think it's easy for them to look at uh, you, Father, as mm-hmm. a priest, or maybe me as a theologian. Mm-hmm. Um, but for all of us, priest, theologian, doesn't matter. For every man, woman, and frankly, child, too. Um, when it comes to God's plan for the salvation of the world, we are plan A mm-hmm. and B and <laughs> C and all the way th- through to Z. Mm-hmm. There is no other plan. Mm-hmm. besides us. We are, just as uh, he used Mary, if you will, n- not used her in, as a as just like a tool, mm-hmm. but it invited her to participate yeah. in the salvation of the world by being his, so too does he invite you and I, he involves us mm-hmm. in the work of salvation by being, in a sense, his the mother anew of his of his son. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's incredible, and that's humbling, but that's just like the privilege of being a disciple of Jesus. I, I think it was St. Augustine said that God created us apart from ourselves, but he does not save us apart from ourselves. He involves us yeah. in the work of salvation, of redemption of the world. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's and that's a big part of, I know, your own work, Dr. Chris, but <clears throat> just, just to remind everybody that the church is a mission. You know, we're, we're meant to be a, a, a people on mission. Amen. The church, the church doesn't just have a mission. The church is a mission. Mm-hmm. She's going somewhere, and she's bringing you and me with. Mm-hmm. And it started with Mary. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Sure. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes.
And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.